This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to Joe Cohen as a part of what we're calling our Game Changing Career Moves series. And we will be discussing the idea of stepping back and looking at the big picture in your career, and also continuous self-improvement, both of which have had a huge impact on Joe, and it even helped him to relocate across the country into a position that now he's really, really getting into, and there's an opportunity to thrive. Now, before we get into the main segment of our show with Joe, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you're thinking about taking the FE, PE, or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, now I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode so that you get to know a little bit about him before we dive into our conversation. Joe Cohen is a senior project manager with nearly 20 years of overall engineering and management experience. He's worked on wide varieties of land development projects, including single-family and multifamily residential, commercial development, restaurants, hotels, water parks, schools, business campuses, and other sites. And he's going to explain exactly what land development is, because I know a lot of you may not understand the engineering behind that. So he'll start with that. He has a Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering from the University of Southern California and is registered as a professional engineer in California and Texas. Joe has over seven years of progressively responsible project management experience coordinating extensively with clients, team members, contractors, and public agencies in the successful completion of development projects, as well as four years of experience in the U.S. Navy's Civil Engineer Corps as both a member of the resident officer in charge of construction office at Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton and as a facilities officer at Special Boat Squadron 1 in Coronado, California. All right, now I'm going to give you a quote from Dwayne Johnson to bring us into today's main segment. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. All right, now it's time to jump into the main segment of our episode, and this is yet another episode in our Game Changing Career Moves series, where we're talking about big actions that engineers have taken in their career and seen big success or big results from these actions. And in today's segment, I'm going to be speaking with Joe Cohen, who you just got fully introduced to. Joe's a civil engineer with nearly 20 years of experience. And when I did the survey, Joe's response to me as far as what has driven major change in his career, he said the following, the short and most obvious answer is getting my PE license. However, upon a week's reflection, I can see what has attributed most to my success is periodically stepping outside the day-to-day routine of the design process and looking at the big picture or entire process. Also, it is vital to apply lessons learned from each project to continuously improve the process. Joe, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. 
Thank you, Anthony. It's glad to be here. I pretty much just read your response, which was basically stepping out and looking at the big picture. So before we talk about that, you do civil engineering, specifically land development. For those listeners that aren't in that specific field, tell us a little bit about what land development is. Well, land development is an aspect of civil engineering. So you're doing primarily setting up the horizontal layout of a site. And the big difference between land development and public works is the client. And our clients are usually private developers. So home builders or real estate brokers or even commercial entities that are looking to develop a single site out there. So the key is we do a lot of different aspects for each project. So we, you know, integrate uh, utility design, obviously grading, stormwater management, and legal issues when we're dealing with easements and property laws. It's a good, well-rounded perspective. Is one of the reasons why I enjoy that particular field of, of engineering. I can also speak to this a bit since I practice in land development for some time. And for those of you that are not familiar with this at all, if you just imagine driving by like a commercial property, a commercial building. If you just think about all the engineering pieces that go into that, like the parking lot design, the drainage, getting it approved with the town, et cetera, all that stuff is done by the civil engineers working in land development. It's probably not necessarily different from if you're designing like a gear or a piece of an airplane where you have to talk to all the other people with the different components around it. So there's definitely similarities between it. You mentioned that thing that you feel that's really attributed a lot to your success was stepping outside of your day-to-day routine of the actual design process and looking at the big picture. So talk about that. Well, and this is through years of trial and error, so to speak, because usually as an engineer, when you start, you get kind of caught in the weeds and focus on the little details because you'll be given an assignment of doing, let's say, the plan and profile for streets for a residential subdivision, and you'll get obsessed with that. And it's really important to take a step back and look at what the overall picture is and how the overall site fits. So we look at it, let's say the 30,000 foot level to see how everything integrates. And through the projects that I've worked on, I've done that a lot. I've I've understood that you can understand how certain other aspects, let's say there's a uh, massive power line coming across a site, you know, downstream that might impact where the roads are going to be laid out. And so if you look at it from a larger perspective and take the opportunity to oversee the whole project, it'll help you in the long run, produce a, you know, a better product for the client. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Joe just gave a perfect example that we can use as an analogy, which is exactly the reason that I asked Joe to come on the podcast, because when you're involved in an engineering project, like Joe said, he's got this potential situation that can impact the project in a big way down the road. But unless you step back and look at the overall project, you're not going to see that and be able to plan ahead. So the same thing happens in your career, right? Like if you need some kind of credential to succeed in your specific discipline, but you don't have a mentor, you're not talking to people and you're not learning about that. Instead, you're just plowing ahead with your day-to-day design work. All of a sudden, you're going to get to a point and be like, all right, I'm ready to become a partner in my firm. And they're going to say, well, you need the certification. And you're going to say, geez, I didn't know that because you're not getting, keeping an eye on the big picture of your career. I mean, you just mentioned it in a project standpoint, but I'm assuming that you've done this as well, just in your own professional development. I was originally born and raised in California in the uh, mid-2000s, the real estate entity, which is our primary driver for land development engineering, obviously took a dive in the 2008 timeframe. And I was able to kind of transfer to another position where I was focused more on commercial development, which didn't have as much of a brunt of an impact with a mix of public projects, which were able to sustain through that. 
I was aware that early by at the time I was trying to sell my house and I was noticing it was getting more and more difficult. So I kind of was, I wouldn't say ahead of the trend, but I, I was aware of that. And that caused me then ultimately to come out here to Texas where I'm at now, where there's a better climate for growth and across the board as opposed to California. And how do you think that move has impacted your career overall so far since you made the move? It's been doing pretty well. I've just been able to grow into roles of from what we'd call a project engineer in California to, you know, project manager, senior project manager, where I'm at right now. So it has been a great opportunity. And that was my experience in California, definitely translated. I will say one thing on the side, the environmental regulations in California are a bit more stringent than they are in Texas, but the Texas regulations are increasing. And so they're catching up to it. Because I had the experience in California, I was able to apply that to my positions in Texas and understand the regulations. So certain areas of Texas have are a little more stringent on the development, but nowhere near the stuff in California. So it's been interesting to notice that trend. This is another perfect example, which I guess is intertwining personal and professional, where Joe recognized this real estate trend because of his own personal dealings with his house and then made a career decision to make a lifestyle change and relocate to a different part of the country, which has proven to be successful. And again, this is the whole reason behind this series is because I think when you look back ultimately on your career, when you're getting near the end of your career, you'd be able to say like, oh, there was a couple things I could pick out. I can count on my hand that I did that made a massive impact in my career. And I think in Joe's case, this move from California to Texas could very well be one of them. And the reason he was able to make that move was because, again, he's thinking big picture. He's looking at everything. He's looking at the whole system, per se, if you want to put it in engineering terms, as opposed to just one part of the system. And I'm hoping that the takeaway from the episode today for you is that you're doing the same thing. This is especially more difficult, Joe, when you're younger because you jump right in as an engineer. And no matter what field you're in, you get into the technical stuff because it's kind of like what you're supposed to do. And you're not thinking about the big picture. And then hopefully, as you get a little bit older, you start to. But I think it's best to do it from the beginning. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, early in my career, before I was in the private sector, I was an officer in the Navy in the Civil Engineer Corps. And one of the things we did was do a 20-year career plan. I was cleaning the uh, office, and I dug it up. And at the time, I thought I was going to make a 20-year career in the Navy. But it planned out the path across it, one of the um, senior captains had us do that in one of our classes. And it was interesting. And he said, this is sort of a blueprint, you could see, and it's dynamic. But it was interesting to look back on it. And some of the things I did follow lockstep where I got my PE license pretty early in my career, because in the Navy, they allowed us to take it, even though we were not necessarily doing full-fledged civil engineering, but they had a lot of PEs at senior officers and were able to provide us support or... Yeah, the support, the word they sign off on your certification. When a, a PE signs and recommends you for to get your license, the captains did that for us. And so it allowed me to take the PE at an early stage. And since I was in California, I was able to get reciprocity when I came to Texas pretty easily at the time. That was a benefit early on is to see that knowing that even in college, I knew I had to take the FE and EIT while in college. It was important. And I was aware of that because the professors had mentioned that. I said, you know, take it now because if I was to take it a couple of years out of college, it would be a lot more difficult. And I've heard that. I know some of the uh, younger engineers here who are just coming out of college that says it's tough to come back to school and study for the FE test. I always said it's recommended if I was to talk to a high school graduate, I'd say, and you want to become an engineer, I'd say, make sure you take your EIT 
test while you're in college, while it's fresh in your mind. Absolutely. My school did the same thing. They told us, they basically bust us to the exam. So there really wasn't an option, which ended up being a, a good thing for me. Joe, let's talk a little bit about another point that you made, which was it's vital to apply lessons learned from each project to continuously improve the process. How did you realize that that was an important part of being successful? Your knowledge, what separates somebody like me who's been doing this for nearly 20 years from younger engineers, just the amount of experience. So I had each project that I have is adding to my knowledge base and expertise in the field of land development. So one of the projects like I was mentioning where there was some power holes downstream of the incident, when I had done that, I did end up, you know, that was a mistake I learned. I was working and then I realized, oh no, I ran into the road. But later on the, the next project down the line, I realized that was where I started doing the big picture concept of, okay, we have to fact look at ov overall all the site impacts before we start getting into the details of the design. Each project I look at after they're done, it's like, what well, it did not go well and then implement, what would I have done better? And then on the next project, okay, now we have to factor in some of the aspects of it. I can bring up a specific example that I've used recently because I was just thinking about it. I was working on a proposal for a project. A lot of the projects right now that I'm doing are multifamily, which are apartment complexes or condominiums where they're clustered together. And sometimes there's an issue with the scope. You know, one of the biggest issues that impacts civil engineers is uh, scope creep, where you're just working just to get things done. And your first feeling is to please the client and do whatever it takes. But on the other side, you have a budget and constraints. So there's always the limit of what you're obligated to do. And sometimes there's a gap in that between what is uh, in the scope and what they're expecting you to do. So that's known as scope creep. Well, one of the scope creep areas is as a civil engineer, you're responsible for making sure all the drainage is connected and the site drains properly. So you put together a network of a storm drain system. Then the architects will focus on the building. So there's that gap of the roof drains coming in they will tie down and the building plan will say, have a, a downspout and then it'll say see civil. And if you're thinking that everything is going to be surface drain, then all of a sudden you have all these pipes that are going underground and tying into it because it's the architectural drawing says it's connecting to the civil drawing. So that had come up a couple of times. So now I always bring that up early on and usually they're surprised. It's like, oh, that's such a small detail, but it can be very costly if you have, let's say, 18 buildings on a 12-acre site and you have to tie and each building has 15 downspouts because they're very large. And so getting inverts on each of those and factoring that in. So you always want to make sure you cover that early and make sure that that's sort of like a closing the gap between what the architect and the plumbers are designing and what us as civil engineers are doing. So that's happened. I think, Joe, that that's something that is definitely important through personal and professional circumstances. I mean, I know a perfect example that plays off of that, but on a personal side is like I have my wife and I have a rental property that we rent out. And it seems like every time the tenant leaves, I got to look for the same phone numbers with the town, get the same application. And finally, one time I'm just put all this in a file. And the next time this happens, it's going to make my life a heck of a lot easier. And it took me a couple extra minutes one time, but then the rest of the times I did it, everything was easier. You saw a clear disconnect on projects continuously between the architects and the civil engineers, and you didn't do anything special. You just addressed it earlier on in, in the project, which made it easier from here on out and took it into account. Definitely a great takeaway for those of you out there listening. When you are working on an engineering project, if you see recurring things that happen over and over that aren't working... Think about how you can prevent it going forward. Think about 
a step you need to take earlier on in a project next time to avoid the problem. And this is obviously tied into what Joe talked about earlier in the big picture of things. Because if you're looking at things on a big picture scale, you're eventually going to be able to see some of these patterns that continue to happen that you want to change. And I think that that's really important. So Joe, you've given us some great advice so far with respect to maintaining a big picture and learning continuously. Where are you, if you don't mind sharing, like right now for you in your career, how are you applying these things? Is there something specifically you're working on right now or you have a career goal that you're working on where you're trying to utilize these strategies? I don't know the last time I talked to you and I don't hear what you said on the career bio, but I just got recently got a new job about four weeks ago as a project manager at Vickery and Associates here in uh, San Antonio. But my first goal is I'm still in that 90-day plan. And so my initial goal is to basically, the first 90 days are critical to a new role in the position. And so I'm just indoctrinating myself into the role as project engineer, our project manager at Vickery. So I'm just trying to learn all the processes specific to this particular organization. That's the short-term goal. The long-term goal is to grow a team of uh, land development engineers. So I have a couple of people that we've brought on board. And so I'm just getting to know them and understand what their strengths and weaknesses are and trying to build the team and promote them as needed to make sure that the projects are going smoothly. Those would be the the midterm goal. And then obviously the long-term goal is like ultimately, I don't know if I'm going to be in a position that entrepreneurial spirit, but be a senior, like a principal at the company and then manage maybe the land development aspect of it and run it from that standpoint and just kind of spearhead, manage managers, so to speak, and just be overall, just grow land development out here. That's great. And you could see there that Joe has some really defined goals between short-term, mid-term, and long-term. And I think looking at the big picture works both ways there. In one way, when you look at the big picture, it helps you to set these goals. And then after the fact, as you're going through the progressing towards these goals, looking at the big picture allows you to make adjustments and to see how you're progressing towards those goals. And in the Take Action Today segment of the show today, at the end here, I'm going to give you a couple of questions that you can look at to think about, think about your goals going forward. Joe, listen, I want to thank you for spending some time with us here on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. You certainly gave some advice that I think, if applied, can have a major impact on the careers and lives of engineers. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, you're very welcome, Anthony. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's been a real privilege. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, I'm going to give you a framework that you can use to look at the big picture in your career. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. Joe talked a lot about looking at the big picture in your career. He gave some great analogies and some great examples. The question is, how do you actually do that? How do you stay in the mindset of looking at the big picture? Joe started getting into that at the end when he started talking about goals, looking at short-term, mid-term, long-term. 
And so to give you a little bit of a framework for that, from my own personal experience, I recently hired a coach that I'm working with. Now I've had coaches on and off. I'm obviously a big believer in coaching, hence the name of the website, The Engineering Career Coach. And this was a bigger investment though, high profile coach and author. And I felt like I was ready for that. And one of the first things he had me do was look at the big picture. Asked me to look at the 25 year plan or the 30,000 foot view of your life. Like, where do you want to be? It's 25 years from now. And where are you? And then what he asked me to do was think about the opportunities that are happening around me now that could help to make that 25 year plan come true. And then think about the dangers that could prevent that from happening. And then we did the same exercise for three years out from now, and then from 60 to 90 days out from now. And it was really good because it forces you to think about, wow, there's decisions that I'm making today that could impact my life in 25 years. That's the whole point of the big picture. And these questions are a way that you can think big picture. You don't have to do anything elaborate. I mean, you're more than welcome to join our engineering mastermind community where we talk about these things in our private forum, or you can get coaching through the engineering career coach website, or you could try this on your own first and just question yourself and see if you can hold yourself accountable, which I know isn't that easy to do, but this will get you on the right track, right? So remember, step outside of your day-to-day details. Look at the big picture in your career and in your life and try to get ahead of things before they actually happen. Be proactive. And then consider having some pretty concrete, short, mid, and long-term goals. And again, Joe's advice plus these questions should help you to do that. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash big picture. That's all lowercase, no space, forward slash big picture, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and we'll respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.